Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We're back with another episode of Inside the Closet. Thank you guys for being here. Mateo just got back from a weekend in Rochester. Uh, yes. How was it? They were amazing. It was so fun. I had a blast. I'm so glad. I hung out with this Golden Girl drag queens. They're called like the Golden Girls of New York City. They were there. We had brunch. Kasha Davis and I. How did you meet these out. people? They invited me to come on their Facebook live show. They saw that it was going to be in, in in Rochester, and that was I did it. a Facebook live show when I was in Rochester. Is it like the home of Facebook live shows? It's the home of Kodak Film. Yes. I learned that. It was. Now Kodak Film is there no more. Yeah, because they went digital. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really good. I had a really good time. I mean, I'm learning how to get my hour together, but mm-hmm. the audience are great. I'm always interrupted by a white woman. One rosé, and they're like, the show's about me. I mean, they just... I wonder what it is about you that's triggering them being like Well, that. Nicole Byer and I were texting, because me and Nicole Byer and Sashuza Maid are all on a... Does she thread. get interrupted interrupted by white women? I think well, the, I would think they'd be too afraid to interrupt a woman I don't know of if color. Hers, hers are white women. I mean, I'm just joking about the white women. But for the past every week for the past month, it's been a white woman mm. with rosé who's interrupted my show. So this week it was three women, and I was doing a show, and they wouldn't stop talking so, to each other. To each other. So five minutes in, I turned the house lights up. There's 250 people. I turned the house lights up. And I walk right up to them with the microphone. I go up to the table. I put the hands on the table. And I said, you've got to stop talking. There is a show happening. What time was the show? Was it an early show and or late? This is an early show. It was the wow. 7 o'clock who, show. Who is that drunk at that, that early? Well, she goes, it's her birthday. Oh, I hope it's her last one, bitch. <laughs> I said the shadiest thing. I go, well, she's had a lot. Yeah. Ooh. So, you know, and, but then they didn't stop talking. And then, you know, but the rest of the shows are really great. And, um... Normally, you can be really lonely on the road, but I had a good time. I don't really get lonely when I'm on the road, actually. But you, you know what the fucking thing is, as I say that, it's because I've, I've always had, ever since I've started touring, I've always had a girlfriend. So it's like I've always had some person that I'm, like, checking in with. So I don't know if I would be lonely if I was single. I don't know. I know I don't get bored when I'm on the road. Well, my whole thing now is researching hair transplants. Right. So I'm getting, so I need everyone's help. So my hair is falling out in the back of my head and I want to get it filled in. And I found this place. I'm going to, it's like F-U-E, like Fue Hair something. Hold on, let me look it up because it was, it's really F-U. Yeah. Okay. So it's called LA, LA Few Hair Clinic or whatever. Hmm. Um, I was watching the videos. They put the entire video of like what they do online and I, was, I don't know anything about it i don't know how to find out who's good who's not good so if anybody else out there knows how to get really good ones let me know like, it's called and it's hair transplants right yeah they just take the hair out of the back of your head and put it in the front can you talk to a doctor about that or is it not a medical thing no i went to my dermatologist about it and because i was on propecia for a little bit but it made me feel it's a pill you take but it fucks up with your testosterone Ooh. so i felt like i was a zombie did it give you more testosterone or less um, it just blo- less. It blocks the testosterone in your system because basically your hair falls out because too much testosterone is going to the follicle. Right. So it falls out. So that's it blocks the amount. And they originally did it for like bl- for like I think it was for like blood or something. Your erection. I don't even know what it was for. I took something like that called spironolactone for acne, which a lot of you guys have messaged me about spironolactone when I was talking about going on Accutane. And spironolactone is a testosterone blocker for hormonal acne in your chin. 
okay. So I took it for a really long time, and it was very, very helpful. But it's right. the same thing. It was like a blood thinner something. or something. With the blood. Yeah, and then it blocks testosterone, which is interesting. That does testosterone gives you more hair, but it also makes you have hormonal acne. So it was interesting, and it made me have to pee all the time. I have to pee all the time anyways. All the goddamn yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I'm now peeing like a thousand times before I go on stage, and it's nerves. My nerves make me go pee, and then when I get huh. on stage, I'm like, I gotta pee again. You know who pees every single time before he goes on? Who? Uh, is Jim Norton? I've noticed. He always. We, each, oh yeah, Jim. If and I, I host a couple, if I host a couple shows, he'll be like, "One second, I gotta go pee." I do that. I do that too. Because huh. I don't like. I don't want to be on stage and think I have to go pee. Right. But I've been looking up this hair surgery. So, and because I cover it well, but now in the back of my head, it's it's starting to get it's really obvious. So I'm just like, all right, I'm willing to spend the money. I don't know where to go. Preferably if they have a place in New York, that would be great. But this place is in L.A. I guess I could fly to L.A. and get it done. But I don't know anything about it. I have a consultation with them. But What makes you think this place is the place? Um, they just show the whole videos online. So you get to watch the entire process. So and know. it looks great. Mm. It looks really good. Like the before and afters. are They're amazing. And it would keep growing. Your own hair. Yeah. Interesting. That always amazes me when something, they like redo something and then it's like, and then it, it reconnects it so your body makes it, like integrates it into your body. Well, it's almost like when they pull a tree out from one place and with the whole root and then right. bring it to the ground and right. plant Woo! it. They kind of do that with your hair. It's so gross. That's, that is, you're going to have to be like, you're going to have to go under. No, I think they just numb your head and you're awake the Damn. whole time they do. Although I would prefer to go under if they do that because... It's just a time thing. I mean, I don't want to sit there right. just for hours while they're, you know. Yeah. Just I think it's like a six-hour process. Knock me out. Knock me out. Yeah, I don't want to be thinking. Like, no. Shoot yeah. me. Kill yeah, me. Yeah, just kill me into my head. And then they'll be like, RIP, he had a nice head of hair. But then I think they shave your whole head. It has to be a timing thing. Like I have to find Because then I'm going to come back to New York with no hair. And then if I have to film something, they're going to be like, well, where's your hair? And right. And like, I don't have any. And But it'll be coming back in better than ever. Yeah. I got fillers since the last time we did the podcast. We're like Joan Rivers talking about yeah. plastic surgery. And this surgery. is the thing. People were always, people were like so surprised. Like, I can't believe that you did that. I'm like, look, I know you're so surprised because it seems like I don't care about what I look like. But here's the thing. In a way, I don't. But I do because of doing performance stuff. I th- it's different. It's different than... It's it's like a new thing for me because I always felt like beauty stuff like wasn't for me, clothes weren't for me because it was so gendered. And now I'm like, oh, there are certain things I like. I like sneakers, jackets, and watches, even though I never had I love them. how we're the exact opposite. I don't right. care about shoes, jackets I hate, and watches I've never worn. Because that's like the stereotypical man one lesbian stuff to like. Like you like... Is it? Bo- oh, yeah. Bomber jackets, high top are shoes. bomber jackets a lesbian thing? Yes. They are? Yes. A certain subset of the lesbians, yeah. Because it's something that I can, like, that I that I like. But I don't know what the fuck, why I'm into the boat. This is why I think I'm into Botox and fillers. Well, when's the last time you got Botox? Like, months ago. Recently. When I got oh, the fillers, did. I got more Botox. But this time Emma, I can... you're going for it. But now I can move my forehead, which kind of pisses me, me off. See. Yeah, you can move your forehead. I don't want to be able to move it. I want no movement. You have to act, Emma. What are you going to mean you don't want to move I don't. I want to be able to feel my face. But I, the reason is because my skin stuff always feels out of control with the acne. So if I can control any kinda, part of it, exactly. So the fillers they numb, they like numb your eyes, and then they like put a little incision, and then they literally like in real time you watch your under eye because mine was getting sunken in. You watch it like fill up. So they're doing that to reduce the like bags. 
This one was... I have bags. This one wasn't for bags. This was because it was getting sunken in, because I don't drink enough water. Well, I, I, I've never had work done. <laughs> oh, really? But never on my face. I've just had one hip replacement on my left side. On my right side, I had seven hip replacements. Whew. But they also... Because I, I, I broke my knee. Oh. So they fixed both my knees. I had a toe replacement. I was the first person to have a toe replaced. Wow. And they replaced it accidentally with a hoof. <laughs> so for a long time, my nickname was Devil. I had a lot of surgery. Before. You have to meet her someday. I have, like, I think I'm on limited time. I know. I know. She, I wouldn't even know what to say if I met her. I mean, if I was, you know... Would you go into character? She'd probably be... She'd probably think she was She would know. She wouldn't even know. She, she'd... I bet she would... Or she'd think she was, like, hallucinating You imagine something. if I... Because I, I kind of look like her already. No. So I, we do. I look like Liza with the same WAP eyes. Same Italian face. Huh. I look just like Liza. Well, not the mustache. Right. But now I have taken so many pills from my hot fashion. Does she go to award shows solo now? Because her husband passed away. So does she go by herself? Her husband. She never. She had seven husbands. None of them passed away. Didn't that guy David? Well, oh, David, yes, but yeah. they divorced way long ago. Oh, I, didn't, I thought that was her husband when they died. No. Oh, oh so, no. They had a big divorce and everything. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. And she even said to Oprah, because Oprah was like, you know, why did you marry him? She goes, I had brain encephalitis. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's really good. Really, That's why... I need to be drinking more water. My skin, Amen. You know, I lather my skin in, in moisturizer. So that's one thing. If you want to avoid getting fillers, he was like, you need to just start taking collagen and putting moisturizer on. And I was like, do you have a quick fix? And he's like, fillers. And I said, load me up. My dermatologist told me not to get fillers. Oh, God. But he, but we have different skin. Did he say not face. to get it? Why? He was like, I wouldn't recommend it for you just yet. Mm. But, so that's why. Yours looks great. I can't even tell. You look, Thank you. You, you, look, you look. I just look rested a little bit. But you look young and rested. Thank you look God. Not better. You look. No, you always, you always look great. Oh, fucking. See, I'm just hair envious. Like now, I see men who have nice hair, and I'm like, I can't tell if they're attractive or I just want. I the want hair. that fucking hair. I, I just am dreaming of a day that I will just have like I can go in a pool and come out and then not worry about Swish my. Swish your head back. Hair. Yeah. But I have a question. What? Once you get the hair, yeah. we, it's like it's human nature to always have something to be feel insecure about with their bodies. Uh-huh. Once you get the hair, is there something new? You'll be like, uh oh, I'll find something new. But you know, it will be it, there's got to be at least a three hour gap where I'll be okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just only because like, I have it now that once I got the once I got the Botox and then my skin's been clearing up. Now I haven't. And this week I worked out four times. I haven't worked out in like three years. Are you working out because you're stressed? I worked out because I was like, I need to find something I enjoy in my fucking life right now because it's all just like working or then being in my relationship, which it feels great and is fun. But then I always feel like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly screwing up every single thing, which is totally on me. The reason is because you're not managing your time well. Yeah. Exactly, and it's, I'm not saying it's because it's your fault. You're just a busy fucking woman. I could, and there'd be it'd be pretty easy to it'd be easy to manage it better, especially with like scheduling stuff. And there's if I slow down for like an hour or whatever the fuck. I'll be honest, Emma. I think that the Airbnb is a big thing, and because, I'm not doing that anymore. Right, but because it's because you're if you don't have a home base, right? And now I'm kind of in chaos. Yeah, which is like it's chaos with like yeah. And now I'm now I'm in New York for a little bit. But you were gone for so long. It's like our schedule switched. 
But you were gone for so long. It's got to feel good to be back because you've been just you've been mm. running around. I mean, this is so weird because now the, I'm gone and you're here. The nice thing about being gone is you can picture what your life would be like when you're not living it, and you always. I mean, yeah, I do like being in New York, but I'm like, oh, it's fucking crazy over. It's crazier when I'm in New York because of like auditions and running around and stuff. Don't audition. If I'm out in the middle of the road, like I go I, when I go away on I'm gone for a little bit, then I'm like, oh, I'll, I can't audition for that. I'm traveling or whatever. If I'm in New York, then it's like, I went on an audition the other day to be a drag queen. What? Yeah. I said this isn't a good fit, and they were like, well, casting requested you to do it. I'm the opposite of a drag queen. Literally, I'm the opposite of a drag well, You could be a drag king. Sure. That I'd be totally comfortable with. But like an uh, over-the-top drag queen hitting on... Were you a bio queen? Like a woman who does drag? No. So they wanted you to play a man who's also doing drag? Well, why don't they just get a drag queen? And the interesting thing, too, is it's like, you know, drag queens are usually like over-exaggerating femininity. Which is like the opposite of how I am. And the drag queen in this script was hitting on a young gay penis guy. So I'm like, this is a lot. Why did, Why? Why would you go off this? Because the casting person like requested me for it, and then I was like, okay, what? And then I, while I was going to it, I like called uh, one of my, the people I work with that sends me out on stuff, and I was like, I mean, truly, what are we doing? I said no, okay, so I, I never auditioned for anything, as you know, and I got this one audition, and it was for a Mexican character, and the thing is, Yes, I'm part Mexican. I'm only, like, a quarter. Right. I'm not, like... I mean, of course I can say I'm Mexican, but it's also, like, I'm not walking around saying I'm this, like, Mexicano, here's my family, mi casa es tu casa. You know, I speak Spanish. I know I have Mexican family, but I always say I'm Italian and Irish, too. Right. So then I told my ma- my agent, I was like, no, I'm like, I'm not going... Well, you're Mexican. Yeah, but this belongs to someone who actually is a fucking, like... Totally. Who, who lived that life. Right. You know, and then the other thing is someone's like, well, this is a trans role. We watch it. And I said... Trans, I female to male or male to female? I don't remember, but I wrote back and said, this really, really should not... I Like, I would never consider doing this. Like, just get, let a trans person audition for this. Yeah. What are like, we doing? Please. Come on. I saw this web series, and I'm going to try to find the name of it because I wanted to, like, tell you guys about it before. It came out a while ago, but it's about... Uh, like a good amount of the cast is trans actors and actresses and it was so good and well done and they like had like things about like lots of like intermixing with like one of the tra- one of the trans uh male to female women dates a uh, lesbian in it and then the way that her friends and community react and like there's like all this stuff but they that cast was primarily of trans actors and that was like great to see and I was like this you know that's good. watching a lot of documentaries so I, like i watched the whitney houston one and then i just oh watched... wasn't that good i know but of course i'm like i didn't turn gay yesterday i knew all this shit but i watched the maria callis one how was that well here's the thing is it's always devastating and i'm starting to see a pattern with these great 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 divas for celebrities right when you get too big the world just turns on you 
Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens. Well, Everyone, it's too much for a person. You become a corporation, but at the right. end of the day, it's like, you're also a person. Right. And then no one's giving it to you real, and maybe the people that are, you cut out. Because you're like, why am I going to take this when I've got my, bro-, like, literally your family yesing you. Yeah. My mom would not yes me no matter how no. big I got. Maria Cal's never yesed herself. When, mm. The end of her life before, because she died at 53, you guys should watch them. She the, was only 53? Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about her. Oh, she's phenomenal. But she she was, she was went back on tour. She did this final tour, which everyone said she shouldn't do, but she was like, I'm going to do it. And uh, But every single interview, she would say, look, I'm not the voice that I used to be. And I don't want to be a legend because I'm, I'm a human. I, right. She kept saying in all these interviews, I am a human. Stop acting like I'm, I'm a woman. I'm, I, I, I can't keep up with my old self. Right. Who, who can? Right. And even in my glory, I didn't like what I was doing. So you think I'm gonna, if I'm a perfectionist, that doesn't go away. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm watching all these like really admired women, like how their confidence breaks. Yeah. And that confidence breaking is what does them in. And it's like but the also how could it not? Because it's like at some point your confidence is going to dip. Well, I think so, but I think it's when you just get that big. Like I always think of actors that are just like consistently working and they're great. What's his name? Who was who's in Star Trek and he was in The Princess Diaries and he's really handsome and. Oh, Fuck, I can't think. Everyone, I know people are screaming this on, at home listening to this. Not um, Ryan got, Reynolds. No, but Ryan Reynolds is such a babe. Wait, let me look up real quick. Uh, uh, I'm so bad with actors' names. If it's not Channing Tatum, I don't know who it is. Okay, I see his face. Hold on. People are going to be so mad at me that it, I'm not. Channing Tatum is my answer to everything. What the? What? Why did they make this so hard? Uh, what? Is he a good actor? Yes, he. This is so frustrating. Everyone hates me right now. Um, Cast. Jesus Christ. What is his name? That seems like a pretty obscure... Maybe not. Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. Chris okay, Pine. so I think oh. it's someone like Chris Pine. He's just consistently working. He's not really giving his opinion. He just has a good job. Right. And I'm like, oh, God. Because I'm watching friends tweet, and like they're getting read. And like Twitter's such a crazy place. And it's like, then it's like... I'm like, oh my god, like, what are we stepping into? Not that we're going to become, like, huge, like, legendary Maria Callas of comedy, but, like, are we stepping in? Are we putting ourselves in a situation where it's, like, getting unhealthy? Well, that's why you have to have, people are always like, oh, you got to have, like, a good emotional base. And I'll be like, I'll tell you right now, I don't. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, you know, oh my god, I, I don't have, like, good, like, coping skills for life. Ever since I was little, my first coping skill for life was eating. Eating, exactly. My parents, crazy divorce, like I'm an addictive personality, all kinds of crazy stuff. Food, 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 food. Like that was my first thing. And then it was, you know, partying or drinking or smoking or drinking or drinking. And then it was probably a coping skill, what became career stuff, and then trying to get hope, healthy coping skills. But it's like real touchy. You and I are the same. We love smoking cigarettes. I love. I haven't been smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke, but I, when I every blue moon I'll have a cigarette. Fucking love yeah. smoking a cigarette. Love it so much. I haven't had one in a long time. What is it about cigarettes that are so great? They they like fucks with your central nervous system and makes you just. You think so? Absolutely. Because there's something about that. First of all, let's just be honest. It looks. Cool. Oh God! Okay, that's it. I just want to get that out there. I love, I love holding it and smoking it and chatting with whoever you're next to. Right, it's a great way to talk to people too. You know, it looks, it doesn't. I don't think it looks cool. It doesn't look cool to me. Oh, anymore. it looks fabulous. I used to think it did, but now I'm like, no, it just looks like so destructive. Like, really? It's, yeah, because there's something about it now. 
I mean, maybe if I saw, like, a good-looking guy doing it, I wouldn't, like... But if I saw a girl smoking now, I'd be like... Well, I'm not... I wouldn't judge it, but... Charlize Theron and Monster smoking a cigarette, of course, that's not going to look cool. But, like, you, like, go to Spain or, like, Italy and people are smoking and they're dressed well. You're like, yeah, that does look cool, doesn't it? I mean, there's something about people just, like, blowing smoke out of their mouth and, like... Dragons, mini dragons walking around. That can that can seem cool, but now I'm... I just... It's such a destructive thing to do. Oh, well, we're in our 30s. But I, when I went to art school, I went to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, the number one <laughs> art school in the country. And you have to say it like that. And, um, I mean, we this is how artsy we were. Number one, it was a pass-fail school. Number two. Great. The, 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 no mascots, no teams, no nothing. Just, you know, there was, I think there was like 1,300 kids in school. And the mascot should have been kids smoking. <laughs> and this is how, this is my school in a nutshell. During, during our... Graduation, kids got up to go have a cigarette break. Wow. I loved it. They uh, probably had a hard time getting work after school. Oh, well, they, I didn't say they were talented. Yeah, there's a lot of rich kids there. I was the only one who had, like, I had to have a job and I had to, like, <laughs> pay for my own shit. My family didn't have money. Isn't that crazy that, that, that like, there's so many kids that are coming from money that they can, like, fill a whole school with it? Because I'd always be like, "Who are these?" Like, I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to work or pay for school. My uncle, my spe- my uncle paid for it, and then I didn't have to have a job until I graduated. But it's just, it's now I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend the amount of money that school costs until I had to start making my own. Money. I'm still paying for it. It's yeah, it's exp- I but. I remember, like, I wouldn't really tell people that I went to school with that I wasn't paying for it because most of my friends were. So I would just kind of be like, "Oh yeah." Did you what? Did you what school did you go to? Simmons in Boston. And is it oh but private that, school? Did you have like? A, did you stay in like a dorm and stuff? I stayed in the dorm for the first three years, and then I had an apartment off campus, but I didn't have to pay for that either. Wow, I was Emma. lucky, very lucky. But I remember my friend Ashley was like, "Ah, I owe Sally May so much money," and I and I go, "Is that your aunt?" She said, That's the sign of a rich kid. Yeah, she goes, Did you are you are you a privileged kid, Emma? And I was like, Yeah, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just keep it kinda keep it moving. But <laughs> that's part of why my mom hates comedy so much because she's like, What are you what are you doing? You know, yeah, well, you I could mean, have you're had on a TV it, show at this point you should she should be No, you know, but it I mean, yeah, but there's so many like shows out there now and like it's not So what? Doesn't mean I mean it was a great show and I'm so grateful. How many other people does your mother know who's on TV? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It because that was the sign at one time. But for people with like like old money New England people, that's not the type of thing they care about. Well Mark Norman, I just watched an interview with him and he was saying, Oh, I've been on the Tonight Show and Comedy Central, but my parents are most happy for me because I bought property in New York. Sure. He got an apartment. I thought, okay, yeah. That, that totally. Makes that makes total sense. sense. My mom was really pumped when I was on NPR, but it's still kind of like, you know. It's, NPR, the free radio station. She was, I did the Not same. Not the Netflix special. I, th- th- I mean, I think she thought that was cool, but I mean, it would be, it doesn't, it's just, that's just not like part of their like language. How is your mother? She's fine. She, we're planning a, uh baby shower in April for my sister's new baby. My sister's going to have a baby boy. Congrats. My Thanks. sister's going to have a baby girl. <gasps> Maybe we could set them up if they're straight. 
Yeah. And a whole bunch of other factors. We're already falling into heteronormative bullshit. If they're straight. Or they're not, we're, be, you're a boy, she's a girl. Yeah. Get, They'll be betrothed. Maybe we could, but who set that up? Emma and Mateo. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? Or maybe if she's having a girl, then she could date my niece if my niece is gay. Who knows? What about, if you're planning this with your mom, what are you doing if your mom is there? Oh, we're doing literally, I'm doing literally like not much. Because I wrote up, reached so out to my what do you talk to your mom about? I, well, we gotta we gotta cater the what we gotta cater the freaking ba- uh, shower, baby shower. Gotta get some you know hors d'oeuvres, finger food. I'm struggling to get your mother's impression. She'd be like, she'd be well, you know, Jean knows a caterer, so we'll get Jean's caterer. Jean's her best friend, one of her best friends. My mom's got my mom's got a lot of friends. Yeah, I, I need to meet your mom. She seems like a really interesting woman. She goes to Peru and weaves Guatemala, yeah, but Guatemala. she's been to Peru. Goes to Guatemala. There's this um, white lady from Maine walking around Guatemala. I can't even fathom. Well, now she's like running a business, so it, people come up to her in Guatemala and try to show her their weavings to be like, will you take these back to the States? Does she speak Spanish? A little bit. Un poquito. I've been taking classes. She's like, so she's like getting into it, but she was doing this thing for a while where I was like, you can't do that. Where if she would hear someone speaking Spanish, she'd be like, hola. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. That's like super like white privileged American. Well, like, no, that's not. You're just trying to practice another language. But it's like if someone's just trying to have a conversation, then like you can't like insert yourself. You can't like use them for your I benefit. always jump in. If I hear Italians, I will jump in. Although, what do you but say? that's different. Well, I hear them talking and, you know, I'll just be like, ciao ragazzi, like, hi guys. Right. And the, But the Italians are different. They right. love it. One time I saw two Italians on the train. I like, I could see that. First of all, you can always tell an Italian by the way they dress. Ooh. glasses, the pants, everything, right? And so I see them on the train. It was like the sixth train was empty, and they were looking at a map. And they took off my headphones, and I can hear them in Italian saying, how did we get there? I don't remember. Where does this train go? Blah, blah, blah. And so I just said to them in Italian, I was like, hi, do you guys need help? And they were like in heaven. Oh, they were like, great. oh, my God. And they were like, they were like, yes, we don't know how to get to this place. Blah, 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 blah. And then I told them how to get there, and then there was like two minutes left, and so like, so wait, why do you speak Italian? Are you from Italy? And I'm like, no, my mom's family is Italian. Oh, okay. But they were so excited. They must have been so... It's like a superpower yeah. sometimes. Well, also, like, when you don't know where you are, and then someone is like, can I help you? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I remember when my mom dropped me off for, um, oh, I just realized we're not videotaping this for Patreon. That's okay. We can do like 10 minutes. On my yeah. Um, we might have good lighting. How would we film this? You're right. That prohibits the filming because that's we look true. Like this, both of us. True. Just, we're not ready for the, for the camera. My mom, when she was dropping me off in New York, she was like, I'm worried about your sense of direction. And it was right she when was... I was starting grad school. And I was like, I'm going to grad school. I'm doing these open mics. I'll figure it out. And she was like, no. Literally. Your sense of direction. Do you know where you are right now? And I was like, I'm in the East Village. And she was like, oh, God. Because she was like, New York is a grid. Do you know how to get around it? And I didn't. So my first year in New York, I like, not year, my first like couple months, I had no idea how to navigate New York. And I speak the language. So if you're coming in and you're, it's all in a different language, I'd be so so overwhelmed. With New York City, I got to be honest get with you, it. for some reason, I don't know if it's from growing up, growing up in Chicago, I have a wildly good sense of direction. I have a bad like, one. Within, I think, two days, I figured out Manhattan. Oh, not me. 
I still, I have to pretend I'm a tourist sometimes. So I'm like, how do you get to Murray Hill or something? And really? then I really look around like, I'm like, I'm not from, I'm visiting from Botswana or whatever. Oh, see, it's to the point now where I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to Brooklyn, I have to look up how to get there because I don't go to Brooklyn anymore. But like <laughs> if we're in Manhattan, I know where the fuck I'm going. I know how to get around. I know how far distance is with everything. I know. I, I love it. You do, Would you not date someone if they lived in Brooklyn? Well, I mean, I dated someone who lived in Spain. True. I think I could manage Brooklyn, but true. You know, um, Sometimes that can feel like a long distance relationship. Because oh, I remember absolutely. If they're in like far Queens, this isn't going to work out. I lived in Harlem, and I was dating someone that lived in Brooklyn. And I remember being like, it'd be like a Saturday going to go visit, and I'd be like, Jesus H Christ, yeah, like this is too far, too far. And then I was always the one you, doing you the commuting. You have to share. You have to buy an apartment together in the middle, uh, so you can. <laughs> have you been doing any dating apps? No. Wow. And you haven't been like <laughs> having that itch? No. Wow. Good for you. I'm just working my fucking ass off. Good for you. Which is always a weird thing to say, like as if you can't work your ass off and get fucked at the same time. But I'm not. Right. Good I'm for not. you. Well, even no matter what, even if you're just having sex with someone, it still is like a time commitment because, but, but not in a bad way necessarily. No, you know? but you know, I don't know. No, I'm not. I don't know good what for I'm you. doing. I, I feel like I'm going in a very good direction in life. I don't know where the direction is going. And then I you're see not it going up. You but, don't freak out being like, oh my God, I'm going to be alone forever. What am I doing? Well, no, I don't think I'm going to be alone forever. I have a million cousins. Right. That... <laughs> I mean, if I ever feel alone, I have about 30 people that I can text. Did yeah. I, oh, I did. Did I talk about this last week when I'm going to the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago when my mom texted yes, me? Yes, and they're all coming out. By yes. the way, the shows in Chicago are sold out already. Woo! So they're adding another show, and they'll possibly add a fourth show. That's so fun. So you guys have to get tickets literally now because so it's, it's all sold out. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, it's just Friday, Saturday. Okay, nice. But they're going to do two shows each now. Great. They were originally they were all, just only going to do two shows. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, it's 115 seats. I'm like, oh no, we're going to have to, it's going to sell out. 115 seats? <clears throat> and they're only going to do one show a night? And it's a month away. And they're like, oh, okay, they're sold out. I was they, like, well, yeah, it's my hometown. So they're like, well, they're going to add an extra show Friday and then see if they can add an extra show Saturday. And so my agent, I'm like, add an extra show Saturday. Yeah. It's going to sell out. 115 seats is very, like, they small. Should, yeah. Because I sold out this weekend in Rochester for 250. Rochester is surprisingly a really good time. I loved. I had a yeah, great time. It's fun. and the guy that owns the comedy club in Rochester loves stand up yes. comedy. He's so nice. His name is Mark at the Carlson Comedy. Yep. He's so nice. Did you have lunch with him and the one of the co owners of the club? No, but I did get into a fight with the guy on the radio there. What happened? His name is like Weeze or something. Oh yeah, I did that. Why? What? Ha I remember this. Well, and, yeah. and I feel bad because I started doing jokes about him on stage, and they were like, maybe like don't do. The he jokes. is considered like a like he's like a famous quote unquote in Rochester. It got so bad that everyone was apologizing to me. They were what like, happened? We're so sorry, but like, well, it's not that he didn't say anything homophobic. Okay, it's just how you conduct an interview, and it was just a tense interview. That's the reality of it. He printed out my Wikipedia page. Right. Which also printing out. That shows your age. You're just printing something. And we were doing it over Skype. So I sit down. Normally when you do those interviews, it's You didn't like, go into the office? No, I did. He was away. Uh, so I was with everybody. He was the, he was doing it on Skype. Like how we it. do it. Because he right. was in Florida. And so he was like, um, okay, so hi. Normally you sit down. Comedians have to do like morning radio and TV shows to promote the shows. And 
normally it's fine. You wake up at seven, the, the you know, club owner picks you up, you, you do this stuff, and it's fine. It's, it's right. super easy. It's fun. Um, so I'm doing this radio show. I sit down, and the first thing out of his mouth, he goes, you know, I have a, a lot of friends that are gay comedians, and uh, but I wouldn't call them gay comedians. But after reading your Wikipedia page, I would say you're definitely a gay comedian. Ooh. And I said, okay. Excuse me? I was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? He goes, right. well, it says here in your Wikipedia that you're an activist, a gay activist. And I go, I mean, I'm not going to Michael's and printing out cardboard and running around and protesting I things. love that you give a shout out to Michael's in it. Oh, I had to. Actually, uh, I worked there for years. Right. And so I, I was like, but also, I'm like, you don't have to read the Wikipedia page. I'm right here. Right. And he goes, well, this is what your Wikipedia page says. And I was like, I don't even, do you even know what Wikipedia is? I said, I don't, anybody can write that. Right. Anybody. I mean, sure, I'm an activist in the sense that I'm open and gay and unapologetic and I'm on TV and, and, and that in itself is a form of activism. I've done charity shows. But I'm not like Gloria Steinem of right. gay comedy. Also, it's like, you're not that. But there's also nothing wrong with that. It's not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like, really, and, we're going to open with this and not go to, like, me, the, I'm a comedian? For- right. And the way people, when they someone starts at, with you at that, they're never, it's very... Hostile. It, yeah. It's not like, oh, so you do a lot of activism work, and then it's like, okay, well, now I can engage with this and kind of shift it right. around, too. But if someone's like... And I could say, I've done a show for this right. charity or that charity. And so the host, you can see everyone starts getting really tense. I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm like, go ahead. Throw right. whatever you got at me. Right. I've got a rebuttal. And so when I said I'm not the Gloria Steinem of, um, of gay activism, he goes, I didn't say you were uh, Gloria Steinem. I said, it was, it was, a, it was an activist joke. Right. And, or he goes, Gloria Steinem is not gay. I said, no, it's an activist you joke. You fucking and then, idiot. And then he said, he goes, well, this also says that you were uh, arguing against Kim Davis. And I said. I mean, yeah. I was like, well, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, that's what the paper says. And I go, you were, ref-, I literally, on the radio go, you mean to tell me that you're referring to a one-and-a-half-minute segment I did on a canceled Comedy Central show from five years ago called The Nightly Show, where I was brought on a panel to discuss Kim Davis. Right. Of everything that I've done. I was like, I got a Netflix special. We're bringing up the one-minute-and-thirty-second joke I made of Kim Davis? Right. Also, who wasn't arguing against and Kim Davis? Yeah. Right. And I was like... Who also, gives a fuck about Kim Davis? I right. mean, whatever. What, do you want me to argue for her? She right. didn't want me to get married, you right. son of a bitch. So he's like, well, that's what the papers say. And I said, again... I'm right here. Right. And everyone's like, like, like panicking. And the other host, she was so sweet. She was like, um, so Mateo, we heard that you do a great Britney Spears impression. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like panicking. Britney's not here right now. Yeah. That's what the, the papers say. So, you know, I, so that, that was, was the interview. Was he laughing or anything to like, oh, lighten no, him he in? really didn't like me. And so we went to commercial break and the whole staff was like, we are so sorry. We're so sorry. We don't know why he's acting this way. Please, you, like, we're so sorry. But it's fine. It's I'm fine. So, but every night of the show, I was like, I would talk about it. You know what I mean? And it got a good reaction from the audience. But then some people were like, you know what? Like, he's like a legend here. And, you know, it's getting back to him that you're talking about Here's him. Here's the other and thing. He's a legend there, but he doesn't even live there anymore. If he liked Rochester so I, he much. He might have just been visiting or something. But I did, I am, I'll publicly apologize now. Because he did apologize, not to me directly, but apparently he called the owner and said, I'm sorry. So, for everyone, if anyone's listening, look, I, I said some things on you stage. You and Weez have made up. We've made up. But that's the story. And so I'm not saying anything that didn't happen. Like, right. it's out there. You can hear it. So that was what happened with me and Weez. How, uh, like, what did you say exactly? Um, eh, you know, just jokes. Right. 
Right. But I was in my green room, and after the show, and they have like, a nice, they have a, a green room that's set up nice there because it's it's like sectioned off, but you can easily get out. Yes. Thing. You know, okay, do you do meet and greets? Let's just talk yes, about this. I do. It, well, so I used to not. And then now, because more people come out from... Now, yeah, but it's like... Now I'll I'll be like... I'll come out, especially if I've like interacted with people online before, and they're like, where are you going to be? If it's someone that listens to the podcast or the radio show, then... And they message me or like tag me, like, are you going to meet people afterwards? I'll be like, you know, I'll be standing before I like go out and like talk to everyone. I'll like be by the bar here or I'll be over there. So I have done that before, especially with um, the morning show that I co-host on two. Now it's I'm co-hosting on Mondays. There, a lot of the people that listen to that are moms. So they'll be like, I got a babysitter. I'm coming to the early show. Can I meet you sometime before it? And then I'll be like, yeah, like I'll meet you over here. And then we do like a a flyby meet and greet. And that's always fun. But I, tr- I do try to do it. So I did a meet and greet in Boston and in D.C., but I also had staff members, because it was about 80 people waiting in line. Right. So, but the thing is, this turnaround, I, I almost started having a panic attack, because I was like, I should do a meet and greet, but I have a half hour. I wouldn't do it sometimes then. Like, sometimes I'd, I wouldn't do it. Well, that's the thing, is like, I have to make sure that I'm also, like, for the second show, I have to have enough energy. Like, I need a moment to sit because when you do an hour on stage, it takes everything totally. out of you. So I need a moment to sit, relax, go over what went wrong, and and then get enough energy to do the second show. And if I do a meet and greet and I don't have anyone helping me, it, it's I, a it, lot. It's overwhelming. Have you? So I didn't. I just like I wasn't able to do it. Plus, in a half hour, I can't meet ninety people in a half hour and then immediately jump back on. It just I wouldn't. People char- a lot of people charge for meet and greets. Well, that's I was start. Then I started texting other comics to see what they do. A lot and of people charge. Where I was like, that for some reason that really does seem the only crazy. The only way I would do that would be if then I could like section off an hour to actually do a proper meet and greet. Well, that's what I'm saying too. Because if yeah, I just don't know. I have no idea. It's all new to me. So like in Boston, there were people who were like it made sense they're like we'll help you we'll move the line we'll take the pictures and Mark offered to do that in Carlson but it would have just been him and then I only have a half hour and I started panicking and people were like well you're not selling merch you know you're doing an hour and you have to do another hour and I never sell merch I didn't know what to do I was like I don't know if I'm doing something faux pas or wrong the good thing about selling merch is you can be like selling your merch and then it's like kinda I don't have any merch I don't have any merch I'll be like well I'll sell you guys like the rest of my dinner that I ate like you want half this pretzel also I'm a bit of an introvert when it comes comes down to it like everyone will be like are you coming out to the gay bars you do this I'm like oh no I'm gonna go back to my bed and watch food videos like I have to watch TV yeah I, I have yeah. to digress. I have to chill out. When I was in Rochester, I was going through one of my drinking phases, and I oh, remember no. they. I remember I was there. Whatever time I was there, I was trying to get like tax stuff done too. So I remember like going to the hotel computer after the shows with like a drink and like trying to do my taxes, and then being like, "Yeah, this isn't happening," and then going up and watching TV. 
But I remember I remember that hotel bar so well because I remember getting Patron at it and then going up. Is this the same? Did you do the Carlson? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So it's probably the same hotel. The Suffler. No idea. Suffler House? Literally, I have no fucking clue. Did you use the gym while you were there? No, so I have to go to the gym today because it's been three days, no gym, and I just ate like shit. I'm telling you, working what I'm going to do since I worked out um, the past four days and like feeling sore felt good. And you guys know I'm not a worker-outer. So the only thing that worked for me was figuring out a way to either take a class or do it with someone so someone can just tell me what to do. Otherwise, I'll go get on my phone. I'll get distracted. I found when I am traveling this time where I'm going, uh, I found a boxing gym right near it. So I'm going to go and be able to do boxing while I'm there. And the only reason... A lot of comics do boxing. It feels... It's good for, like, anger stuff. The reason I'm not (laughs) promoting where I'm going is because I'm only going to start promoting shows where I feel like it's going to be a good place for people to come and not something I'm doing as a workout. You should promote every show. People want to come see you work out and not work out. I'm going to be in Vegas again. But the thing is, is a lot of people were, like, traveling. Like, some people were traveling from pretty far, and which I loved, and that was so great. But... If people are going to travel that far, I want to make sure that I can give them me doing, like, an, an hour, hour, and then we get time to, like, have it be a whole thing. Right. Even though that was, like, you know, I appreciated that so much. I want to make sure that I can, like, also come to you guys and, you Thank know. Thank anyone that. who came to Rochester or Hell yeah. Massachusetts. The Lesbians of Rochester. <laughs> that was the name of a fucking episode. Wait, I want to I wanna say before we go where I'm going to be um, in the future. So. Yes. Uh, when do you think you're gonna start going on dating apps again? I don't. I don't know. I have no plans in the future. Um. Okay. So, everyone, I will be. Oh, I'm on tour of the Z's this week. So, if you're in Chicago or Minneapolis or Pittsburgh or Columbus, uh, do you guys go on a, a bus or? This will be a bus and a plane. Cool. Does he take you private jet? I think so. Woo! So I'll be spending... You've been on a private jet before, right? Never. The, okay, this was... The only time I ever did it was with Louie. And it was me, Joe Liss, Louie, and then his tour manager. I forget what her name was. She was super, super cool, though. Um, but good food. Oh, on the plane? Really? Yeah, because oh, whoever's private jet it is gets to, like, pick the menu. And they had, like, healthy stuff, like, not healthy stuff. They had steak, fresh what? juice. Yes. There's, like, a place where you could, like, lie down in the back. It was incredible. Well, I'm going to be in Chicago, March 22nd to the 23rd, um, now doing four shows. So go online to the Lincoln Lodge and get that. Then I'll be at the Funny Bone in Albany, New York on April 5th to the 7th. I really like that Funny Bone. I did one Wednesday there, and it was, like, a great crowd, and I don't know why I just had to put that Funny Bone is... I like I've the done funny it a couple bones. times. I opened for Aziz and Nicole Byer there. I've only done funny bones where it's like a Wednesday, like independently produced show. But every time I do one, I don't know. People that like to go to the mall are my people. And then I'll be um, at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Nice. April 18th to the 20th. Um, I'm going to be April 5th and 6th at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. And then I'm doing the Moon Tower Comedy Festival the third week in April. And then. When I start being on the road a lot again is in June. I'll be at the Kansas City Improv the first weekend in June, and then the Woo-Ha-Ha in Worcester, Massachusetts, June 13th and 14th. And I'm going to stay in Boston that week because my sister's baby is due on the 14th. So, 
Thank you guys so much, as always, for being here. As always, we're working on our sound, trying to get a setup so we can go into a professional place because we deserve that and you guys deserve that. So we're trying to figure it all out. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the show.